This hour brought to you by GCNLife.com. Live younger, look younger, feel younger at GCNLife.com. The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Good afternoon, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on GCN. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina. And I'm also the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. For our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here on. Saturday afternoon, and you're probably tuned in listening for the velvety voice of Bradley Dean, and uh, he is not here. He and his family are traveling back home, and uh, so I'm filling in for him today. we got two hours ahead of us and uh, two different topics that I'm going to be hitting on, but just to let you know, Bradley has uh, been preaching in several churches in Michigan. He also met with uh, Dr. June Knight out in Winchester, Tennessee, did a show with her. That's also You can also see that on our YouTube channel and also on SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And then he was also in studio with Alan Keyes uh, in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, and uh, so with that said, he and his family are on their way back home. I think they've got today and tomorrow they're traveling to get back home. So be in prayer for them that they would have safe travels as they go. You guys uh, are great. I appreciate everybody who tuned in this morning. The show was is just too short, okay, <laughs> for what we were trying to cover this morning. And uh, if you didn't catch that show, the link is in the video description below. You can click on that. That's uh, archived there at sonsoflibertymedia.com along with uh, several of the verses that we have that we um, used in the broadcast along with the articles that demonstrate the things that we're talking about. And I'm going to get I'm going to I'm going to get to play with that a little more, go go a little bit further along with that in the second hour. But the first hour what I want to bring to your attention, if you guys are not aware of it. And it's kind of funny <clears throat> when I listen to these top of the news headlines things, uh, they always crack me up. Somebody asked, "How do they know the polls when no, you know, all the voting hasn't been done?" Well, they do polling data. They get people who are coming out and they ask, "Well, who did you vote for and who did you vote for?" and da, da, da. and they have this kind of stuff. And that's usually what they do. Or they, in some cases, they're calling up people and asking this. Those people could change their mind. They could be lying to the guy. You just, you never know with all this. But I think Bradley's made the point 
if you're seeking to win the office of the White House, you don't put up someone like Joe Biden. You just don't do it. Okay. Um, and I frankly, when they said the numbers were down for the debate, that's not surprising either. I mean, the the first one I I did my show on that. You know, it's the uh, I know I am, but who what what or I know you are, but what am I? I know you are, but what am I? That's what the first debate was about. There's two childish little clowns up there going at each other, both of them telling lies, and um, and, and the people just looked at it like, what are you guys doing? Y'all, y'all running? Really, is this all we have to choose from is, is you two guys? So in any case, uh, I'm not here to talk about that. We're not on um, the, that. But there is an issue that I want to bring your attention to. And the first hour, what I want to do is it's called the Q Honey Badger. The Q Honey Badger. Now, if you're not familiar with what the Honey Badger is, it's not a cute, cuddly little animal. <laughs> It's this. It is a semi-automatic pistol. Now, I know for some of you, you're seeing it and you're going, well, wait a minute, that looks kind of like an AR-15. Yeah, it's, they, they call all of these things that are this size pistols. And that little guy that you see on the back is not really a stock, it's a brace. In other words, you've got Velcro that goes around your arm to stabilize you so that you can shoot it with one hand. And it's a very short barrel uh, usually, in, usually they're in 5.56. This particular one is in a 300 blackout. And it's been approved. It's been being sold. And now all of a sudden, the ATF has come forward and they put a 60-day suspension on it. And what they've done is, is they've sent out a letter to Q saying such. A cease and desist letter. Okay? Now, if you'll recall... And I'm going to get to why the whole thing is is bunk. Okay, I'm going to get to that in just a moment. But I want to show you the letter before we get to the break because that's going to be coming up in a little bit. And by the way, if you want to call in, the number is 1-866-582-9933, 1-866-582-9933. Please stick to the topic. We don't do Chinese buffet, so we're, we're on the Honey Badger ATF, anything like that. I'll take your call, and I'd love to hear from you. Okay, so those phone lines are open uh, for you guys. Here is the letter that the company received from the ATF. October the 14th, 2020. Dear customer, last Friday, October the 9th, 2020, our attorneys received a letter from ATF Chief Counsel Joel Rosner, quote, temporarily suspending the cease and desist letter associated with the Honey Badger pistol by Q. And if you think this one's small, if you can tell it by the picture, you ought to see their uh Sugar Weasel. <laughs> Some interesting names for their pistols. The Sugar Weasel is even smaller than this. The letter states that the suspension, quote, will remain in effect for a period of 60 days unless withdrawn or extended by ATF. The stated purpose of the suspension is to allow the Department of Justice an opportunity, quote, to further review the applicability of the National Firearms Act which is unconstitutional, by the way, to the manufacture and transfer of the model Honey Badger pistol firearm. Our attorneys quickly followed up to inquire if the underlying firearms and ammunition technology division evaluation was also suspended but have not received a response. Regardless, until we are told otherwise by the U.S. government of of a permanent decision, we must assume that the suspension of the cease and desist letter does not impact the ATS position that the Honey Badger pistol is a National Firearms Act weapon, as the ATF could arbitrarily withdraw the suspension at any time. Uh, This is this is 
ridiculous is what it is. We believe this 60-day suspension is an effort to put manufacturers, distributors, and consumers at ease, that's what they believe, and to postpone the issue past the presidential election in hopes that a new administration will take a different view. Using licensees as political pawns in unbecoming is unbecoming of a regulatory agency and ignoring the underlying evaluation in the letter is simply irresponsible. Q will not succumb to this level of irresponsibility, therefore without further Further clarification from ATF on their evaluation, we will not continue manufacturing the Honey Badger pistol. Well, what is it? Are you capitulating or are you not capitulating? If we followed the Constitution, there wouldn't be a National Firearms Act. That's the first thing. And the second thing is the ATF would have absolutely no say-so in this. And I'm going to point you to why that is in just a moment when we come back on the other side of the break. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Be right back. Ready to set brush fires of freedom in the minds of men? Well, start your engine with some high-octane truth-telling on the Sons of Liberty Morning Show with Tim Brown. We'll bring you news and commentary from a Christian worldview using the Bible and the Constitution as our only resources. Not to determine who's on the right or on the left, but who is on the straight and who is on the narrow. Get on the inside track every weekday with Tim Brown and the Sons of Liberty Morning Show, 6 a.m. Eastern and Saturdays at 8 a.m. Eastern. Bradley Dean and the Sons of Liberty are fighting the good fight of faith to make sure that freedom is preserved for our posterity for generations to come. Through our radio program, SonsOfLibertyRadio.com, and our media website, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, we are reaching the masses both nationally and internationally with the message of the gospel and the truth of our biblical and constitutional heritage. At SonsOfLibertyRadio.com, you will find out how to book Bradley Dean to speak at an event near you, how you can support us in reaching America with this uncompromising message, and how to become a son or daughter of liberty where you can financially support the work of the Sons of Liberty on a monthly basis and join with us in this fight to restore our nation. Check out SonsOfLibertyMedia.com as well, which has all the important news and information going on in the world today. There you will find the black and white truth without all the lies you'll see in the mainstream media. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, informative, easy to use, and a little fun too. Two sites that will change your life. Visit them today. Are you tired of hearing nothing but gloom and doom from the mainstream media? It's time to turn the dial and start learning the truth of who you are so you know where you're going. That's why we at the Sons of Liberty are proud to introduce our new media outlet, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Every day, we're posting articles written by contributors from coast to coast who are actually in the fight in this culture war, bringing you the news and history the mainstream media does not want you to hear. SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Get the news with resolve. Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. 
Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veteran nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. Welcome back to the Sons of Liberty, sonsoflibertyradio.com, sonsoflibertymedia.com. And uh, we're talking about the honey badger and this little fiasco that's come up here with regard to this pistol. Now, I want to give you some information, and then I want to kind of tackle a little bit of who has actually aided this over the decades, okay? All right, so prepare yourself if you're an NRA supporter. National Rifle Association supporter. I'm not I'm not out against NRA supporters or members. I'm not. Okay. But I think there is some corruption in the NRA itself, the the, the organization branch, the, the part that, that does all the stuff. Okay. I'm, I'm gonna point that out to you and document it here in a moment. But the story comes out of the NRA ILA on this uh, cease and desist issue on the honey badger, and here's what they had to say about it. Now, I've got an article on sonsoflibertymedia.com. So the unconstitutional ATF is attacking the Q honey badger pistol. You can get one absolutely free. And by the way, you can enter to win one. Uh, in there's a link in the video description if you're watching by video. If you're not, uh, and you're listening by GCN, if you want to jump on our YouTube channel or you want to jump on our Facebook page, you can do that, and you can watch the video portion of the show too. And uh, that's right there in the uh, video description. It'll also be in the archive later when we archive the show on this particular subject. So here comes uh, the NR. NRA, ILA, this is the legal division of the NRA. Since 2012, ATF has repeatedly found that firearms with pistol stabilizing braces, like the one equipped on Q's Honey honey Badger pistol, are, quote, are not, quote, designed, made, and intended to be fired from the shoulder. That's why they have a brace. It wraps around your forearm. (laughs) Okay? Even though you can take and stick it up there. Uh, I guess you could take a pistol and you could stick it up there if you want it really loud in your ear. And I guess if you're a lefty, get a brass casing thrown in your face. You can do any of that if that's what you want to do. So, they're not designed, made, and intended to be fired from the shoulder and are therefore not subject to regulation under the NFA. That's the National Firearms Act. Now, with no notice or opportunity for public input, ATF appears to be reversing course just like they did on the bump stock, okay? That whole bump stock ban, and I did a show the other week, I think I did it for Bradley in the afternoon, where we had some attorney come out and say, Trump was doing this to save our Second Amendment rights. No, he wasn't. (laughs) No, he wasn't. Had nothing to do with that. It was a capitulation to shut down bump stocks. Whether you like them or don't like them, the fact of the matter is... Even under the regulations that were there, which shouldn't be there because I think they're unconstitutional, and I'll show you why in a little while, the fact of the matter is is that they had met the requirements for that. 
And so that's why they were let in. And ironically, bump stocks were allowed under Barack Hussein Obama's Satora Sabarka. Okay? So here's the NRA ILA, and they say, um, now with no notice, the opportunity for public input, the ATF appears to be reversing course. Rather than create a clear set of rules that law-abiding gun owners and manufacturers can follow, ATF seems to be taking a I'll-know-it-when-I-see-it approach to classifying firearms. This arbitrary approach is clearly inconsistent with the right to keep and bear arms in due process of law. Well, NRA... I think the whole rule thing that you're talking about that should be in place is clearly inconsistent with the right to keep and bear arms and due process of law and the restrictions that we've put on on Congress in this. Why in the world does anybody think it's okay to be restricting and regulating the kinds of arms that we have, whether it's knives, whether it's guns, or whatever it is, why do they think that's okay? The NRA says, by blurring the lines on legal definitions, the carry serious criminal conse- that carry serious criminal consequences, ATF is putting law-abiding gun owners, the firearm industry, the law enforcement, and law enforcement in the impossible position of attempting to read the minds of ATF bureaucrats when complying with or applying federal law. Well, how about let's just get rid of federal law? Let's just get rid of the federal law on guns. Because I don't see anything in here, the Constitution, the U.S. Constitution, that says they should be doing any of this. In fact, Article 2 that they're citing says the right to keep and bear arms, and it doesn't say, well, if it's got a short barrel, if it's got a long barrel, if it's a sawed-off shotgun, it doesn't say anything. It's not if you have a, a you can't carry a knife with you that's you know longer than 12-inch blade, if that's what you want to do. If you want to stick a samurai sword on your back... We didn't give any authority to government to do that. And if it's a business issue, well, we gave authority to Congress to make it regular across the states. To make trade regular across the states. And here's the thing. No matter what the weapon is, you have nothing to fear from a law-abiding person who is well-armed. They can have 50 guns on them if they can carry them. I'm not scared of them. You know why? Because they're going to obey the law. The people you have to worry about are the, that have weapons who intend to break the law. And they don't care about your laws that you write. So the only people you're intimidating, government, are good people. Those who want to uphold the law. And so this whole thing is a usurpation of the law. Now this comes from the NRA ILA. Again, the legal division of the National Rifle Association. Now, they reference the National Firearms Act. I want to tell you something. In this country, in the United States, from the time that we declared our independence, 1776, Constitution comes in in 78, from the time that we did that, we didn't have any gun laws, no gun control measures, until 1927. And that's when Congress banned the mailing of certain weapons. They figured they could get away with that. Well, they went and started doing other things like the 19, I believe it's the 1948, excuse me, 1934 
National Firearms Act. This comes from a friend of mine, Felix Bronstein. He's up in New York, and I, I had him write an article for me one time because he was he was very critical of the NRA uh, and what they had done. Not not its members, not its supporters. So I'm trying to distinguish between that. But this is all the way back then. This is what uh, Felix had written in an article titled "Whose Side Is the NRA Really On?" Here's what he said. Let's see what's behind the sto- or let's see what behind the story. The NRA was founded in 1871 by Union veterans to quote promote and encourage rifle shooting on a scientific basis as a result of the poor marksmanship of the North during the war. The NRA's long recorded history of promoting gun control appears to have begun with its helping to draft and promote the Uniform Firearms Act of 1930 which was adopted by nine states. Interestingly, the NRA law was successfully challenged in courts as being unconstitutional. You get that? Unconstitutional, 1930. The NRA. The NRA also supported one of the very first and most important federal gun control measures, the National Firearms Act of 1934. NRA continued its support for gun control by supporting the Federal Firearms Act of 1938. All of these are intricately tied to another country where gun control was going on at that time. Can you all say it with me? Nazi Germany. In fact, a lot of these acts were very similar, almost identical to what was being put in place just before Hitler came to power. He's using the term gun control, he says, as shorthand for any measures including legislation that would control the people by infringing upon their individual rights to keep their arms. And that includes determining what kind of guns you can and cannot have. He goes on to say the NRA support for more and more gun control continued in spite of the opposition by many of its members at one time. Okay, Even the members recognize, hey, this is a problem here. This is a real problem that you guys are doing here. That opposition resulted in a major change of leadership in 1977, with the NRA becoming a powerful advocate of the right to keep and bear arms. And while the NRA has retained that image ever since, by the mid-1980s, the NRA, and by large, or excuse me, by large, became what it remains to this day, ostensibly a gun rights champion, while in practice, well, I'll just let the NRA tell you themselves. Quote, The National Rifle Association has been in support of workable and forcible gun control legislation since its very inception in 1871. Did you hear that? This is the NRA's words. Okay? And the link's here. So I'm going to have this up. You'll be able to check it out for yourself. Okay? The National Rifle Association has been in support of workable enforceable gun control legislation since its very inception in 1871. The truth is, NRA supports many gun laws, including federal and state laws. NRA has also assisted in writing both federal and state gun laws. Now, friends, if they aren't telling you what they're doing, you're not paying attention. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Be right back on the other side. Hang on.
There's nothing worse than thinking that your Medicare benefits are going to cover routine medical expenses like vision, dental, and prescription benefits, only to find that when an emergency arises, your Medicare plan is full of gaps that don't even begin to cover your medical emergency. How would it feel to have to go into debt because your Medicare program didn't cover everything 100%? Studies show that 95% of Medicare recipients pay more than $5,000 per year on out-of-pocket medical expenses. At SnapMedicare.com, we understand how important it is for you to be prepared for any type of medical emergency. All it takes is a quick phone call to 800-286-5516 to find out exactly where you stand with your Medicare coverage and to save thousands on future costs. Call 800-286-5516 to make sure your Medicare plan includes provisions to cover any gap in coverage. Whether you have questions about Part A or Part B Medicare coverage, remember, call 800-286-5516. SnapMedicare.com. Call 800-286-5516. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. It's a choice between a Trump super boom and a Biden lockdown. Did you hear him the other night? It's going to be a cold, dark winter. Very inspiring guy. Very This is very inspiring. Whoa. I even said, whoa. Whoa. No, we got to have spirit, our country. President Trump speaking at a rally in Lumberton, North Carolina. The president then heading to Ohio and ending his night in Wisconsin. Meanwhile, Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden in the battleground state of Pennsylvania. Look, I'm not from Bucks County, but I'm from Pennsylvania. It's my home state. It's great to be back. As my coach at Delaware would say, it's go time. It's game day. We have 10 days left. It may come down to Pennsylvania. Biden speaking there at a drive-in campaign event. This is USA Radio News. The Supreme Court of Pennsylvania ruled that mail ballots cannot be discarded based on a perceived mismatch between the signature on the voter's application and the signature on the ballot envelope. The decision comes days after the U.S. Supreme Court refused to overrule the Pennsylvania Supreme Court's decision. Southwest Airlines is coming under fire for unblocking the middle seats on flights starting November 30th. Southwest shared the news on Twitter Thursday. They cited a growing body of data and research from Harvard as well as the Department of Defense. The backlash continues to grow as many are not as much concerned with COVID but with flu season approaching. Even without baggage fees, Southwest turns a profit annually, leaving some to question if this is a financial decision. American Airlines has been selling its middle seat since late June and filling flights to capacity after losing $70 million a day at the start of COVID. For USA Radio News, I'm Val. You're listening to USA Radio News. This is George Norrie from Coast to Coast AM and History Channel's Ancient Aliens, and we're proud to promote amazing energy, nutrition, and skincare products from Jeunesse. Visit GCNLife.com for products like Luminesce. The Luminesce anti-aging skincare line restores youthful vitality and radiance to your skin, reducing the appearances of fine lines and wrinkles with stem cell technology. There's also Instantly Ageless, which works within two minutes, reducing under-eye bags, fine lines, wrinkles, and pores. 
Jeunesse has products to help you with how you look and feel in a very short time. Noble-nominated Dr. Vincent Jampapa has designed several products helping the body perform better. Jeunesse products have a 30-day money-back guarantee, and they're available up to a 25% preferred price discount. See all of the amazing Jeunesse products at GCNLife.com or call toll-free 1-844-443-6637. Welcome back to the Sons of Liberty. 1-866-582-9933. If you want to call in, you got a comment you want to make or you got a question, uh, happy to hear from you guys. Always uh, give you a chance to talk and uh, just stay on the subject that we're talking about. Now, I know it's a little hard to hear some of what I said about the NRA. I'm not saying the NRA should be disbanded. I'm not like those people who say that. I think the more people that you have that say they are promoters of the Second Amendment and preservers of the Second Amendment, the better they should be able to hold each other in check. Okay, and a lot of those has sprang up. Uh, one of the big ones that I have actually seen is the American Firearms Coalition. Those guys don't just go to the you know parties and stuff that the that the other Second Amendment people go to. They go into the legislators' offices and they say stuff like what I'm saying. Uh, you don't have any authority in this. And this is why. And here's what the founders said. And here's what the Constitution says. And it says you don't have any authority in this area. And they they educate those legislators and they hold them accountable. And they call them out. So if you want to support somebody, there are some guys who actually put the boots on the ground. They go in and do the they go in and do the stuff. But the fact of the matter, if you want to shut all of it down, as soon as legislators tell legislators tell you they're going to do anything with your guns writing law. You need to remove them from office because they're already talking unconstitutionally. Okay? You need to remove them from office. Don't vote them in. Don't do any of that stuff. And that will end the thing right quick because the law is the right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. It's plain and simple. But here again, on the honey badger pistol, and, and, and I asked the question, is this some kind of play like the bump stock was? Because let's go back and revisit that for just a moment. This administration took something that was lawful, even under the unlawful National Firearms Act. And they said, no, 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 you can't have this. And they did it ex post facto. In other words, one day it was legal, the next day it was illegal, and if you had one, you had to get rid of it. And I brought you the stories before. One guy down in Texas had 75,000 of these as part of his business. He had to destroy them. Men were uh, being arrested for having bump stocks. They were going to court over it. This administration brought that. That's not a protection of your rights. That's making you a criminal over something that is a gun part, not a gun itself. That is the very thing that conservatives say they stand against. But when Donald Trump does it and his ATF, we're just going to let that slide because we don't like bump stocks anyway. And they waste your image. That's not the point. Congress can't write ex post facto law according to the Constitution. And the executive branch doesn't make law. So when that fits the bill of even lawful under an unlawful thing, I know that's very confusing, but even when it fits what they call law, 
they're flipping on it and they're making criminals out of people in America and shutting businesses down who make bump stocks as a result of it. Just want you to be clear on what they're doing. And, and keep in mind, this is the same ATF. And by the way, I learned something interesting when I used to have Brian Boyd on, who was in uh, the government and various agencies. He said the ATF was created to enforce tax laws on guns. That's what they were created for. Now they're doing all kinds of other stuff. What kind of gun you can have? <laughs> you know, whether you can have a bump stock or not. Whether you can have this honey badger uh, as something that falls under the NFA or something that doesn't, it's a short-barreled rifle. And so we got these people determining this, and you know the NRA is writing, oh, well, this is some kind of you know election thing. This and there's one way to stop it. President Trump, you need to come out and just say, hey, Congress doesn't have any authority to be writing any law about guns at all. Period. They don't have it. We didn't give them that authority, and any authority that we didn't give them resides with the people and with the states, and since it's a God-given right to keep and bear arms, it's not to be infringed. It's not to be infringed. So, I read for you the letter that Q had, and I'm not talking about Q, the PSYOP, I'm talking about Q, the gun manufacturer, okay? I read for you the letter that they had and their response to the ATF, the 60-day suspension regarding the Honey Badger pistol. Um, one, one source had confirmed to John Crump on October the 8th was, quote-unquote, on the money. It was, it was claimed Associate Deputy Director Marvin Richardson was quite upset with John Crump's Amoland article that he wrote. In the article, sources inside the ATF state, Acting Director Regina Lombardo is not loyal to the president. They state Associate Director Marvin Richardson believes pistol braces, quote-unquote, violate the NFA. Believing pistol braces violate the NFA appears to be a common position inside the ATF. ATF rulings on pistol arm braces have been contradictory. An acting director of the ATF is not required to be personally loyal to a president, but they should be expected to follow DOJ directives or the law. I agree. They may not, have, they may not like the president, but they're supposed to follow the law, aren't they? And here's the people that I'm talking about. Acting Director Regina Lombardo, Associate Dire Deputy Director Marvin Richardson. Here's the, here's the thing. If you guys are pushing this in violation of the law, seems to me that President Trump has a responsibility to get rid of these people. He's got a responsibility to get rid of them if they won't follow the law. And by the way, I think, again, I'll go back. The NFA is not really law anyway. It's pretended law. Gosh, I can't even say you can follow that. I don't even know why we have an ATF. Except for the tax thing. That was thrown in there. But remember, this is the same ATF that under George W. Bush, with the operation that they did, running guns back and cross, forth and across the border, shouldn't have been done. And then when Obama and Holder got involved in it, their ATF did it and didn't even track them. Now we got hundreds of people killed, both in the United States and Mexico combined. And we're still dealing with that. And you know what? Not one person has been brought to justice over it. Not one. 
But you were promised with this president, you were going to get some justice out of the people who were in the Obama administration. Nobody's been held accountable for Benghazi. Nobody's been held accountable for Extortion 17. Nobody's been held accountable for the IRS targeting. Nobody's been held accountable for all of the shenanigans and lawlessness that went on in the Obama administration. And it's been almost four years, people. And you're being asked to vote for the guy again. And they're even holding the carrot out. Oh, Durham's report's going to come out after the election. See, that's the carrot. That's the carrot. And Rudy Giuliani is setting it up, too. Not to get off into the politics. I'm just saying. We're talking about the ATF. The ATF has been engaged in criminal activity. Crimes against the people. And this whole little fiasco right here is not being dealt with by the executive. Don't tell me it's political and then you don't shut it down. Your job is not to be political. Your job is not to get reelected. Your job is to make sure the laws are faithfully executed. Article 2, Section 3. This is pretty simple stuff. It really is. But here we are. We have these two guys who are doing what they're doing. And by the way, this lady, Lombardo, she was appointed by Trump. So don't blame this on Democrats. <laughs> She's appointed by Trump. Again, this is just some of the incredible things that go on. According to uh, the Giffords organization, Regina Lombardo is a career special agent who has served our country at ATF for over 25 years. We support her ascension to the top role of the agency. Yeah, you sure you do. I mean, this is an organization that wants to strip you of your rights while Kathy Giffords and her husband, who's running for Congress out there in Arizona, I think, you know, they can have their rights all day long. They just don't want you having guns. They want to restrict your rights to them. So, who authorized this? Now, one of my favorite writers on gun issues, besides Stephen Holbrook, is David Kudria. Here's what he writes. Last Friday, October the 9th, 2020, our attorneys received a letter from ATF <clears throat> Chief Counsel Joe Rosner, temporarily suspending the cease and desist letter. Now, this was the letter that I read to you from Q about the honey badger and the cease and des- desist. He says it's also an opportunity to get the bottom of exactly um, who exactly at ATF has been behind the move before the suspension is withdrawn. That's because my attorney, Stephen Stambouli, filed a Freedom of Information Act request on my behalf asking for documents that could reveal who authorized the determination that the National Firearms Act had been violated and that QLLC and thousands of gun owners could be considered in criminal violation. The window of opportunity could close before the 20 business days ATF has to respond to the Freedom of Information Act uh, have passed if Joe Biden wins the election on November the 3rd. That's because certain facts and the absence of certain information have led to the speculation that the move was made by entrenched ATF employees seeking to demoralize gun owners by having Trump's ATF enact another negative ruling against them. That's a potential I raised in an October 9 firearms news piece. Will President Trump let ATF continue to rule by unchecked diktat 
dictate with honey badger reclassification. That the order came out of the Boston Field Division was the first indicator that seemed curious. Did leadership sign off on the honey badger decision? Well, I'm pretty sure they are, but the question then again is, why isn't Trump shutting it down? It's his job to shut that down. We'll talk a little bit more about that on the other side of the break. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Be right back. At the Sons of Liberty, we are in the trenches doing what it takes to protect our liberty. If you are already supporting our work as a son or daughter of liberty, we cannot say thank you enough. All we do is made possible by the generosity of faithful supporters like you. Together, we are having a positive impact on the future of this country we all love so much. If you have not yet partnered with us financially, we ask you today to consider becoming a son or daughter of liberty. Call one 866 or online at sonsoflibertyradio.com. Be a part of the team that brings responses like this. Before it's news, is proud to be a sponsor of Sons of Liberty Radio, featuring Bradley Dean, live stream on our website at 2 p.m. Monday through Saturday. Before it's news, I would like to invite our audience to share Sons of Liberty Radio with your family and friends. Become a son or daughter of liberty at sonsoflibertyradio.com. Sonsoflibertyradio.com. We've all seen and perhaps use the alcohol-based hand sanitizers. Have you noticed how it dries your skin And as soon as the alcohol evaporates, it's no longer effective. GCNteam.com has alcohol-free antibacterial soap and foam meeting or exceeding all requirements set forth by the United States Food and Drug Administration. Come to GCNteam.com, keyword antibacterial, or call 877-878-4203. When you have a pain in the neck, a real pain in the neck, back, shoulder, or legs, you now have two convenient choices to get fast relief without taking another pill. Because now, Sunny Bay heating wraps and pillows are available at both Amazon and Walmart. Yes, see Sunny Bay's four-and-a-half to five-star customer reviews on Amazon.com or Walmart.com. Our made-in-the-USA microwavable heat wraps, heatable neck pillows, and extra-large body wraps are designed better for perfect support where and when you need it. Even while driving, Sunny Bay Wraps will not burn and stay balanced to provide soothing hot or cold therapy to help treat temporary or chronic pain. And the best part? Sunny Bay quality products start at under $20. Join thousands of happy customers and see why Sunny Bay products have a lifetime 100% positive rating on both Amazon and Etsy. It's easy. Click Amazon or Walmart and search today for Sunny Bay. Frustrated trying to get business capital? Want to take the slow process and rejection out of the equation? GCNloans.com removes the slow, irritating approval process. Instead, get quick, simple funding. Powered by David Allen Capital, 80% of our pre-qualified clients are approved in days. Pre-qualify at GCNloans.com and get your money this week. It's that easy. GCNloans.com. That's GCNloans.com. Welcome back. Final segment here on SonsOfLibertyRadio.com, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And uh, we're talking about the ATF's move on the Honey Badger pistol. And uh, asking the question, is this going to be another situation like the uh, bump stock ban? 
We're just going to change this up, uh, classify it now as a short-barreled uh, rifle. Uh, and, and by the way, and they're going to do it to tack on a $200 tax as well. Okay? They're, they're going to do it to tack on a $200 tax. It's absolutely ridiculous because there's all kinds of other small pistols like this, AR pistols, on the market already, and they're not classified like that. Now, here's the thing. I've spoken to you about the Constitution. I've spoken to you about the history of the laws that were, the, the pretended laws. They're, they're pretended legislation. That's what they are because they're authorizing the Constitution. And why are these things there? Why does the, why does the NRA tell you that they have been in support of workable, enforceable gun control legislation since their very inception in 1871. Why do they do that? Because that's exactly what they're after. They're all moving in that same... Just give a little bit here, give a little bit here, give a little bit here, give it, and you get to where you're going. And it needs to be pushed back. So what needs to happen? Well, let me finish with uh, David Kudria, and then I'm going to point back to Scripture on it. Okay? Because what I like to do is I like to take people and show them what's going on, and then say, you know what? The Scripture's not this ancient text way out there thousands of years ago that has no relevance for today. No, it speaks to the things today, too. It speaks to the things today. It has, it's very relevant to people, not just in the United States, but across the world. Because it's the writing, it's the word of the Creator, the Lord Jesus Christ. So here's David. <clears throat> here's what he, he brings up in his writing. Um, he's got uh, and an exclusive insider-sourced Ammo Land report by John Crump. He included rogue ATF leadership targets the Honey Badger and gun voters before the election. ATF Acting Director Regina Lombardo is not President Trump's pick uh, to lead the ATF, is a career bureaucrat. Amelan news sources inside the agency said she is not loyal, which we've already said that doesn't matter. He goes on and he says, in another report by Dean Weingarten, he observed the Boston field office of the ATF issued this cease and desist letter. He then went on and he said, I explored the lack of clarity in my firearms news piece by consulting with his friend and colleague, Lynn Savage, firearms designer, expert witness, and president of Historic Arms, LLC. He said, as to the Honey Badger issue specifically, why is a field office making national policy for ATF, and why was this not a release from headquarters or firearms enforcement programs? I got a question why we have any of that in the first place. Savage questions, has anyone asked for correspondence approval in clearance form? ATF Form 9310.3A. It will have every ATF official who signed off on this non-response. Perhaps somebody should ask to see it, he continued. And also, there should also be an ATF report of technical examination. That's ATF Form 3311.2. This form should be the basis of any determination, and if there is not one to support the correspondence approval and clearance form, well, then somebody made this up out of whole cloth, and those somebodies should, uh, somebody signed off on it before it was sent out. It's not hard to find out. This is, it's just somebody caring enough to look at it. So, here's the thing. What is this all about? What is anything to do with the federal government, or even the state governments for that matter, do with infringing on the rights 
of people to keep and bear arms. What is that all about? The easiest way to control the people and to enslave them is to disarm them. That's the easiest that's the easiest way you enslave. Look at what's going on down in Australia. Now don't tell me there's not guns in Australia. I know there are. But for large measure the people turned their guns in years ago for the most part. Who's got the guns? Hmm? Cops and criminals. And sometimes those intermingle. Sometimes those are intermingled together. We see the 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 enforcement of unlawful orders down in Melbourne and other places down there in Australia over this whole COVID nonsense. And when the day of battle comes to stand against the tyrants, the people are unarmed. Same thing is going on in the UK. Same thing is going on in other countries in Germany, uh, not Germany, in uh, Europe, where the people are disarmed. Does the Bible speak to that? You bet it does. Let's go to 1 Samuel chapter 13. And there we read that no blacksmith could be found in all the land of Israel because the Philistines had said the Hebrews must not be allowed to make swords or spears. Now these are foreigners to Israel. They're their enemies. Don't let them make weapons. Instead, all the Israelites would go down to the Philistines to sharpen their plowshares, their mattocks, axes, and sickles. The charge was a pim for sharpening a plowshare or a mattock, a third of a shekel for sharpening a pitchfork or an axe, and a third of a shekel for repointing an ox goat. Now, most of us don't have a clue as to some of that stuff as to what they are. We might know what an axe is, maybe a mattock, <laughs> some of these things. A lot of us aren't using those things nowadays. But they were the tools they did because they're in agrarian culture, they're farming, all of that other stuff. So on the day of battle, not a sword or spear could be found in the hands of the troops with Saul and Jonathan. Only Saul and his son Jonathan had weapons. And a garrison of the Philistines had gone out to the pass at Michmash. Now, this is very important. You had foreigners charging the people of Israel to sharpen their plowshares, mattocks, axes, and sickles. The obvious question that I have is, you're an agrarian culture. Why, why don't you have the ability to do this? Do it yourself. You know, this is one of the things now that's great about this 3D printing technology is you can make your own guns. You just got to buy the little 3D printer and the stuff to make them. And you can buy the designs online. A lot cheaper. Not registered. Any of that stuff. You can do that. Legally, you can do it. And then we find that the Lord Jesus, on the night before his or the night of his betrayal, he's sitting with his disciples, and he says this. And he said unto them, or excuse me, let me back up to verse 35 of Luke chapter 22. He says, And he said unto them, When I sit you without purse and scrip and shoes, lacked ye anything? And they said nothing. Remember, he sent them out two by two with nothing. He sent them on their way. They were doing what they were doing. And they were taken care of. No problem. Okay? Verse 36 says, Then he said unto them, But now he that hath the purse, let him take it, and likewise his script. So he's kind of reversing things to say, 
Basically, he's told them he's going to be going away anyway shortly. Now you take your purse. Now you take your script. And he that hath no sword, let him sell his garment and buy one. For I say unto you that this that is written must yet be accomplished in me. And he's talking about his death and his burial and his resurrection. And he was reckoned among the transgressors, for the things concerning me have an end. And they said, Lord, behold, here are two swords. <laughs> and he said unto them, Okay, it's enough. Not that two swords were enough. He's just saying, okay, guys, I, I'm, the bigger picture here is what I've just done with you in the supper and the serving you by washing your feet and all. I'm just saying you're going to have to fend for yourselves out there. And he wasn't talking about starting a revolution. He was talking about being in self-defense. And we see that just a few uh, places down below that in verse 47. Because he said, while he yet spake, behold, a multitude, he's talking about Jesus, while he spake, and he that was called Judas, one of the twelve, went before them and drew near unto Jesus to kiss him. But Jesus said to him, Judas, betrayest thou the Son of Man with a kiss? When they were about, uh, when they which were about him saw what would follow, they said unto him, Lord, shall we smite with the sword? And you told us to get a sword. And one of them smote the sword of the high priest, that's Peter, we know from the other gospel writer, and cut off his right ear. And Jesus answered and said, Suffer ye thus far. And he touched his ear and healed him. And Jesus said to the chief priests and the captains of the temple and the elders which were come to him, Be ye come out as against a thief with swords and staves? So what he was talking about was for defense, but not to go start a revolution. Do you see the difference? And this is why he charged him. He said, If you live by the sword, you'll die by the sword. Weapons are not to be used to commit crimes or to engage in this kind of activity. They're to defend liberty and the innocent. And so when you have the federal government fighting over these things, which they aren't authorized to do in our Constitution, it's problematic for the people because they are usurping an authority in order to rule over you. We'll be right back. At the top of the hour, we're going to talk about Federal Reserve and debt and all that other. On the other side, don't forget, sign up for the Honey Badger in the video description. See you then. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented Made in America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Walloffire.com. Advertising your business with GCN is simple, effective, and more affordable than you might think. Visit advertise.gcnlive.com for more info. The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic 
has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. All right, welcome back to Hour 2, Sons of Liberty Radio.com, Sons of Liberty Media.com. And uh, if you missed the first hour, it was on the ATF and the Honey Badger. So if you missed it and you want to hear that, we're moving on to a different subject than this hour. Uh, you can check that out later at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, or you can go over to our YouTube channel and pick that up as well. Also, in the in the video description, don't forget, enter to win. You can win one of those. I mean, <laughs> they're giving one away, for goodness sake. It's worth about $3,300. Uh, you can check that out uh, at in the video description there. All right, we're going to move on. I'm going to kind of pick up a little bit of what I talked about this morning and add some things to it because you can only sew so much in an hour. And here on GCN, it's I've got commercial breaks that I've got to work through too. And on my show in the morning, I don't have those. And even with that, there's just there's a plethora of information the Bible gives us about money. And I confess, I'm learning things too. I learned a lot along the way as I've been a Christian. Uh, but there are things I'm still learning. There is a direction I'm still moving um, to be completely out of debt. And one of the biggest albatrosses that I have around my neck right now is my house, and I want to get it paid off. Uh, so I'm in full disclosure, I am moving towards that as I see the scriptures have taught me things. And I believe that the scripture lays for us principles that we follow individually, then we follow them in our family, then we follow them in the church. And when it comes to civil government, folks, we don't just abandon everything God taught us in those levels. We follow them there, too. And so this is why I've said, yeah, we gave, uh, our founding fathers gave Congress the uh, authorization for spending in certain limited things. Uh, Those are found in Article 1. And they're laid out there as to what that is, is the general, what the promoting of the general welfare is. It is. You can make law about this, and what you can make law about, you can spend money to deal with. So those things are there. But then we threw in the thing you can tax with it. Now, I'm telling you, when I read the Scripture, I see a people who were cared for by God, everything down to the, the soles on their shoes as they left Egypt. And God cared for them. Remember, He dropped manna in the wilderness. He gave them quail when they complained about that, so much so that it was up their noses. Um, he protected them from their enemies, drowned the entire Egyptian army in the Red Sea. God is a good God, in spite of complaining, rebellious, knuckleheaded men, sinful men. He's a good God. Okay? And God tells us a lot of things about money. In fact, there's quite a bit. And this is why Jesus warns in the New Testament, you cannot serve God and mammon or money. You can't serve the two of them. Now, does that mean money's bad in and of itself? No. What he's saying is you can't serve them. It's kind of like saying you can't serve God and be a glutton and serve food too. You can't be, you can't serve God and be a drunkard too. You can't serve God and name your thing over here. Okay. But Jesus specifically laid it out between God and money. 
You can't serve them. We read in the New Testament that when you have elders or when you have deacons, part of the thing is they're, they're not prone to filthy lucre. It's kind of interesting that they use that term, dirty money. And again, we have to have money to do certain things. you got to put gas in your car uh, if you got one. In our culture, a lot of people have to have money just to buy food, whereas in, in the culture of the Old Testament, it was an agriculture that, that they worked in. And so when they did that, they didn't have to have money usually to get the food. They would usually take that and sell it, as we read about in one of the feasts. They were to take that tithe. If they couldn't get to uh, the feast that they were supposed to get to, they were to take the tithe and they were to sell it. It was their produce. It was their firstborn and their flocks and all these other kinds of things. They were to sell it, and then they were to celebrate the feast there wherever they were with their families. There were specific things they could get in that as well. So the Bible speaks about a lot of things. It talks about wisdom with our money, all right, and using that as, as such. But it also warns about something, too. In fact, it forbids something. It's called usury. Usury. Now, we term it as interest. In other words, money paid to use money. Okay? But the scriptures declare to us that we're not to engage in that. We're not to be those who are supposed to engage in usury. We're just we're not to be we're not to be involved in those kinds of things. And it's it, the Bible tells us that debt is a curse. Okay? And it usually tells us that that's tied with something that God calls an abomination called unjust weights and measurements. Now see, Christians will jump on the bandwagon about sodomy. That's an abomination, and the Bible says it is an abomination. If a man lies with a man as with a woman, it's an abomination. And they'll say, oh, the murder of the unborn, the one who sheds innocent blood, it's an abomination before the Lord. But how many times do you hear Christians talk about unjust weights and measurements and these kinds of things as an abomination? Proverbs 11.1 1 says, A false balance is abomination to the Lord, but a just weight is His delight. Why? Because God's just. He is just. And part of the issue that we had early on in America was is that America was a country that would loan to people, that would loan to others. That was part of the blessings laid out in Deuteronomy 28, verses 1 to 14. The blessings that would come upon a land that obeyed God. But beginning in verse 15, we find out that there's something else that happens, and that is this. God says... It shall come to pass, if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe to do all his commandments and his statutes, which I command thee this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. And then he goes down in verse 43 and 44, and he says this, The stranger that is within thee shall get up over thee very high, and thou shalt come down very low, and then verse 44 he says, And he shall lend to thee, and thou shalt not lend to him. He shall be the head, and thou shalt be the tail. Why? Because they would not obey the commands of God. 
You say, where are you going with this, Tim? I'm going to tell you in just a second. The Bible tells us in Proverbs 22, 7, The rich ruleth over the poor, and the borrower is servant to the lender. Now, is there anything wrong with being rich? No, there's nothing wrong with being rich. Is there anything wrong with being poor? No, there's nothing wrong with that. But you better be careful whether you're esteeming the rich more than the poor. We're going to talk about that in just a little bit when we get to the book of James. But we're going to apply this to our monetary system that we have here in the United States because it is in desperate need that we repent of such actions because they are not lining up with the commands of God. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Be right back. It was William Booth who founded the Salvation Army that said, I consider that the chief dangers which confront the coming century will be religion without the Holy Ghost, Christianity without Christ, forgiveness without repentance, salvation without generation, politics without God, and heaven without hell. It was also the same William Booth who said, if you want to change the future, then you're going to have to trouble the present. Well, we here at the Sons of Liberty have always been a troubler of the present to preserve our future for generations to come. And you can be a part of it too. Go to SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and click on the Spread the Word button where you can join us in taking part in winning this nation for Christ by becoming a son or daughter of liberty. You can also make a one-time donation as well by clicking the Donate Securely button on our landing page. We cannot do this apart from you. We are all together in this fight to win America back unto Christ and restore us back to the foundations that made us great. Go to SonsOfLibertyRadio.com today. As you listen to the show today, you're probably thinking, how can I be a part of changing culture and restoring this country for our posterity? Well, we at the Sons of Liberty have an answer for you. Pick up the phone and call radio stations in your hometown. Tell them you want to hear the Sons of Liberty on your AM and FM stations. Help us multiply the message that we deliver to the nation every day. And equip your community with the truth that is protecting our liberty for generations to come. Remember, we can do this together. Ready to set brush fires of freedom in the minds of men? Well, start your engine with some high-octane truth-telling on the Sons of Liberty Morning Show with Tim Brown. We'll bring you news and commentary from a Christian worldview using the Bible and the Constitution as our only resources. Not to determine who's on the right or on the left, but who is on the straight and who is on the narrow. Get on the inside track every weekday with Tim Brown and the Sons of Liberty Morning Show, 6 a.m. Eastern and Saturdays at 8 a.m. Eastern. Now with orders to stay at home, public health concerns, the reality of illness due to pathogens and viruses, your health is at an all-time high risk. That's why it's critical to take a proactive approach to boost your immune system. You can with new nano-colloidal silver from AmeriCare. Our patented process with tiny silver particles, one one-hundredth the size of a red blood cell, allows for maximum body absorption. AmeriCare's nano-colloidal silver effectively disinfects your body internally, attacking pathogens and viruses while supercharging your immune system. Colloidal silver is antibacterial and antiviral. Simply put, it prohibits bacterial respiration, suffocating viral cells, preventing the virus from replicating. And now, due to public health concern, AmeriCare is authorized to offer our lowest and best price ever, around a dollar a day. But supplies are limited. Purchase nanocolloidal silver now at ImmuneSupportNow.com. That's ImmuneSupportNow.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Supplies are limited. All right, welcome.
Welcome back to the Sons of Liberty, sonsoflibertyradio.com, sonsoflibertymedia.com. Again, let me let you know that uh, Bradley and his family are traveling home right now, so keep them in your prayers for safety there. He's been preaching in churches in Michigan, uh, been down in Tennessee with uh, Dr. June Knight and also Alan Keyes, and I believe he met with somebody from a radio station, I believe, uh, earlier today. So uh, a lot of lot of being productive this week uh, from Bradley and his family there, so uh, keep them in your prayers as they travel home. That's why I'm filling in today. And uh, let's get back to the subject at hand. So you say, Tim, why are you bringing all of this up? Why this issue about the the debt, the money, and and all of these kinds of things? Well, God has given us instruction in this area. And one one of the things he's talked about is not engaging in usury. He's warned of the dangers of debt. And yet, what are we seeing in our country today? We see individuals who are, some of them are drowning in debt. We see churches in debt. We see families in debt. We see our government in debt. In fact, we just had a report this week. The quote-unquote left and right are silent as Trump doubles Obama's deficit record. And debt soars past $27 trillion. Now, I don't know if you guys have ever seen one of those images that try to show you what a trillion dollars looks like. (laughs) It's absolutely amazing. Pallets of money and trying to show you what, I can't even envision what that's like. And we were told, you heard during the news thing, Obama talking about, oh, Trump's trying to take credit for the economy and we can't let him do that. Well, the economy for decades has been terrible. If the economy was really great, why would we be engaging in printing more money? You ever ask yourself that? Well, the Wall Street stock market's up. Yeah, it's up. I I grant that it's up. That doesn't mean the economy's going good. That's manipulation. I saw an interview the other day with Joseph Farrell, and he was pointing that out. This manipulation uh, to where people just a split second before things start to change in the stock market, they can pop something in there. They're using algorithms to do it and make tons of money on it while leaving everybody else, the outsiders, out on that. You guys saw some of this stuff go on with the representatives in D.C., didn't you? With the coronavirus thing. A lot of those were caught with their hands in the cookie jar. Nothing's done to them. But I think it's clear to anybody who paid attention what they were doing. They were doing insider trading there. There's there's no question. And some of them obviously aren't doing it themselves. They're paying other people to do it, so they're not specifically involved in that. But others were. So now we've got a debt that's past $27 trillion. Now, when Donald Trump came in, it was just under 20. It was like a 19.95 trillion dollars, something like that. And we know that Barack Obama put us 10 trillion dollars more in debt when he took office in his eight years. And we know that George W. Bush took us five trillion dollars up to 10 trillion dollars total during his time in office. And here's Trump at almost 10 trillion in just three and a half years. Well, but Tim, you can't blame him for that. The COVID stuff and the look. Forget that for a minute. That whole COVID stimulus stuff is unconstitutional. We're in the Constitution where you say you could take our money, put it on our backs as debt and our children's backs as debt 
to give it to banks, big corporations, businesses, wealth redistribution to the people, get a $1,200 check that's going to cost you in the long run about $6,000? Where did we authorize that? Article, section, and clause. If you want to, If you want to tell me, I'm happy to hear it, but I don't see it in the Constitution. It's not there. Okay? That's been done. We saw it, and I wrote about it back in March. Debt disguised as relief. It's selling the people out. Why? For political expediency, to look good, to get reelected. And you people out there who support this kind of stuff, I don't care if it's Biden or Trump. Look, whoever goes in there in January... It's going to be the same stuff. They're going to do the same, same unconstitutional spending, which leads to more debt, which leads to more deficit spending. It's problematic. It's really problematic, and it has consequences. Every time there's more money printed to out of thin air, monopoly money. That's what you've got. You don't have you don't have cash like we used to have where you go in a bank and you had a silver note. And you go in a bank and get a dollar's worth of silver, twenty dollars worth of silver, or whatever the case may be, and you put it in there and you actually get silver for it. You got an IOU note here and the only value it has is because somebody else thinks it has value. Okay? That's what you're dealing with in the monetary system that we have. It isn't even money. Years ago, Ron Paul pointed out, he held up a silver dollar, and he says, well, is this real money? As asking, I think it was Ben Bernanke, is this real money? And Bernanke didn't want to answer the question. And that one little silver dollar was worth like 40 bucks at the time. So we have to understand what real money is. And again, we tie it back to what Scripture says, because again, if we go back to the public law that was signed by Ronald Reagan back in 1983, he referenced the fact that America's laws were based upon the Bible. Well, where do we get those laws at? Where, where are these things at? Because the way we're, we were doing things then and the way we're doing them now are not biblical it's talking like, yes, this is our history, we're upholding it, we're praising it, and this, that, and the other, but we're not going to obey it. It's kind of like James 2. Let me hit this, and then I'm going to take you into the, the things that we were talking about just a minute ago. In James chapter 2, James is talking to the believers there, and he's saying, hey, um, you guys, you can't be showing favoritism to people. He says, in James chapter 2, verse 1, he says, My brethren, have not the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ the Lord of glory with respect of persons. For if there come into your assembly a man with a gold ring and godly apparel, and there come in also a poor man in vile raiment, and ye have respect to him that weareth the gay clothing, and that doesn't mean what people think it means today, and say unto him, Sit thou here in a good place, and say to the poor, Stand thou over there, or sit here under my footstool. Are ye not then partial in yourselves? And ye become judges of evil thoughts, Hearken, my beloved brethren, hath not God chosen the poor of this world, rich in faith, and heirs of the kingdom which he had promised to them that love him? But you've despised the poor. See, the Christians are supposed to be, we're, we're supposed to be looking after the poor. Not the government. So if the government's looking after poor, it's because the church hasn't done its job. Okay? He continues, do not rich men oppress you. 
Are they not the ones who oppress you? Are they not the ones making interest off of you? Because you, the, the rich man has no need to get your money. You don't have any. Right? And this goes back to the usury. We're going to get to that in just a minute. And draw you before the judgment seat. Don't the rich men, aren't they the ones that are all the time dragging before the judges, before the courts? Do they not blaspheme that worthy name by which you are called? Well, I mean, that's pretty important. That's pretty important stuff here. Okay? Of what he's pointing out. So, with that said, we've got a Federal Reserve System. Our founding fathers spoke out against a central bank. They rejected that. There was an argument, and we had this when I interviewed Thomas DiLorenzo. We talked about this in our history. They were rejecting a central bank idea that was being pushed for by Alexander Hamilton. Alexander Hamilton wanted to go back to the old English way of, of doing things as soon as they got their war for independence. And the, the other guys, the Jeffersonians and stuff, they were like, uh, no, we don't want any of that. So let me give you a few quotes here from our founding fathers, and then we're going to apply that to what's going on today. Thomas Jefferson said, A departure from principle becomes a precedent for a second. That second for a third, and so on, to the bulk of society is reduced to mere automatons of misery, to have no sensibilities left but for sinning and suffering. And the forehorse of this frightful team is public debt. Taxation follows that. Why? Because you got to pay the debt. And in its train, wretchedness and oppression. That's Thomas Jefferson. James Madison said, I go on the principle that a public debt is a public curse. He got that from Scripture. <laughs> and and, a, and I'll, I'll say not only just a public debt, but a private debt. And in a Republican government, a greater curse than any other. Thomas Jefferson added again, We must not let our rulers load us with perpetual debt, which they have done. And I'm not just blaming it on Donald Trump. It's been going on long before him. But folks, we got to wake up to this and put a stop to it. The Founding Fathers had some wisdom. The Bible has wisdom. They got that wisdom from the Bible. And we got to start applying it. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Be back on the other side. Tehebo Tea Club's original Pure Pau Arco Super Tea helps build the red corpuscles in the blood which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop, and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people, and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. A one-pound package of tea is $34.95 plus shipping. To order, please visit ShopSuperTea.com. That's Shop, S-H-O-P, Super, S-U-P-E-R-T-T-E-A dot com. So the complete website is ShopSuperTea.com or call us at 818-984-6100, Monday through Saturday, 9 to 5 California time. That's ShopSuperTea.com at 818-984-6100. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. 
Uh, I voted for a guy named Trump. <laughs> president Trump's comments after casting his ballot in Florida this morning. The president hitting the campaign trail hard this Saturday, campaigning in North Carolina, Ohio, and Wisconsin. While in North Carolina, the president says, Get your governor to open up your state, please. This guy should be defeated. I think they're going to be voting for Dan, your lieutenant governor. I think they're going to be voting for Dan. Now you got to get your governor to open your state. The two largest wildfires in Colorado history continue to rage northwest of Denver. The Cameron Peak Fire is the largest in Colorado history, having burned about 320 square miles. The East Troublesome Fire is the second biggest at 265 square miles. Thousands of residents have been evacuated from the sparsely populated area. This is USA Radio News. The Senate holding a rare weekend session as debate begins on the nomination of Judge Amy Coney Barrett to the Supreme Court. Senate Republican leaders aim to have a confirmation vote on Monday. Barrett's confirmation would create a 6-3 conservative majority. A state Supreme Court makes a decision regarding signatures on ballots. The Pennsylvania Supreme Court ruled that mail-in or absentee ballots can't be rejected on the basis of a signature comparison. The unanimous ruling dropped on Friday. Jody Gill is relieved that her father's vote will count. She tells KDKA-TV that her father suffered a stroke and that his handwriting has not been the same since. He had a beautiful handwriting in the world, um, and he it, it doesn't look like it anymore. Um, you know, he has a hard time holding a writing utensil. He has a hard time writing. And I know he certainly is not the only one in that position. So far in the Keystone State, there has been 1.5 million ballots cast. For USA Radio News, I'm Kenneth Burns. You're listening to USA Radio News. We've entered a time where sky truly is the limit and opportunity awaits. The Internet has become a platform of everyone's worldwide communications. Billionaires building businesses on platforms that didn't even exist a generation ago. But in the sea of noise, how can the voice of your business be heard? The secret is over a 100 years old. Radio, 228% more effective than TV. That's 228% more effective than television. Brick and mortar and cyber businesses alike have found radio to be the most effective for building a brand and delivering customers. Learn the secrets of radio advertising by calling 877-996-4327 or email advertise at GCNlive.com. That's advertise at GCNlive.com. All right, welcome back. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. I'm just pulling up uh, an image here because uh, I think it's very important to show you, at least the viewing audience. I know you guys at GCN, you can't see this, but for the viewing audience, you need to understand what we're under. And again, this isn't to pick on Donald Trump, okay, because this has been going on long before him. He inherited almost $20 trillion of debt when he went into office. But here's the thing. He promised you, just like he did with Hillary Clinton, right? If I was in charge, you'd be in jail. I'm going to appoint a, I'm going to have my AG appoint a special prosecutor. They did something and they came back and they said, "Oh, we can't find anything." Now they're dangling the carrot out in front of people about John Durham and his report coming out after the election. That's another carrot for you to chomp on 
that he's going to keep his word on that, which he hasn't. And then he made you this promise. He promised you that he would eliminate the national debt. And yet, he's put us nearly eight, he's actually put us, yeah, he's put us over that now. More than $8 trillion. This was in August that I wrote this. He's put us more than $8 trillion more in debt. You go, well, he didn't do that. It was the Democrats. Folks, if you haven't read this little thing here, you know, we had Catherine Henry on the other day, and she said, you got to read this. It's called the Constitution. you got to read that. And again, I ask you, do you know even how the system is supposed to work? Congress has limited views on what they can write law about. This is why as soon as the health care thing came up, everybody who actually believes the Constitution and knows it should have said, we shouldn't even be talking about this except to make sure that states can, can do what they need to do across state lines and get out of the way of it. If there's fraud, if there's malpractice or something, the states deal with that with the people. Okay? We don't deal with that. We just make it regular. Okay? They should have said we shouldn't be even talking about this stuff. But all the time, D.C. gets up there and they start talking about things they aren't even authorized to write law about because they want to push something through because some special interest, an insurance company or a business or somebody else is writing this legislation. Because you know most of those people up there aren't smart enough to write two pages of legislation. And the ones who are actually smart and know what the Constitution says, most of their legislation is less than a page long when it really gets down to it. And yet, when Congress writes a law that it can lawfully do, then it goes to the president, and it doesn't become law. You know, I'm just a bill, I'm a bill, sitting on Capitol Hill, right? Remember those things from Schoolhouse Rock? I'm sitting on there until it passes through both houses of Congress, and the president signs it into law. Now, if those people don't know what the law is, and they just write all kinds of legislation, it is the president's job to say, well, wait a minute, this isn't constitutional, I can't sign this. Veto goes back over there, then they have to override his veto. Three-fourths, right? They have to override that in the vote. That's not happening. And Donald Trump told you he was going to fight for you. Remember that first time? He, oh, I'm a big tough guy. I'm sitting here. I'm ready to work. And, and Congress is out there doing whatever they're doing. And we had all kinds of pictures of them on the beaches somewhere and other places. And he looked like a tough guy, and then he caved into it. And he says, I'll never do it again, but it was for national security. And he did it the next time. And he did it the next time. And he did it the next time. He's playing with your future and he's playing with your liberty and he's playing with your national security because debt is a national security issue. He's doing it just like Obama before him, just like Bush before him, just like Clinton before him, just like the Bush before him, just like Reagan before him. All of that becomes a liability against the people and it is a national security issue. With that said, let me give you a few more quotes here. And then we're going to get the issue of usury because this is tied right down with what's going on with the Federal Reserve, which isn't even a part of our, our government. Most people think, oh, Federal Reserve, that sounds like it's part of the government. It's not. It's independent. It's a bunch of bankers making out like fat cats. And they become the quote-unquote elite that you hear about funneling all this money into all these organizations and people who are out to subvert the Constitution of the United States, and the law of God. That's what they're out to do.
and they're using it for you just like James told the people of the church of the day this is what they're doing this is what they're doing all right, here's a few other founding fathers on the issue of debt. George Washington, our first president, the father of our country. Avoid occasions of expense and avoid likewise the accumulation of debt, not only by shunning occasions of expense, but by vigorous exertions to discharge the debts, not throwing upon posterity the burden which we ourselves ought to bear. Hey, folks, that coronavirus stimulus... All of those trillions of dollars, upwards of $6.2 trillions of dollars, they're not going to be paid by us. I think uh, David was mentioning in here, if you made a dollar every second, it would take you 31,000 years to achieve a $1 trillion. We're $27 and more trillion dollars in debt now. And that's not even counting the liabilities. It's more like $220 trillion. You know, Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, pensions, all this other stuff that we piled in there that's unconstitutional. Yeah, we haven't been a socialist country. Yeah, right. We've been practicing it. You can say we're free, and we are free, but there's the bondage of the debt. There's bondage of the debt, and if you don't see that, you don't have your eyes open. Benjamin Franklin, when you run in debt, you give to another Power over your liberty. Let me say it again. When you run in debt, you give to another power over your liberty. That's Ben Franklin. William Cobbett. Nothing is so well calculated to produce a death-like torpor in the country as an extended system of taxation and a great national debt. Thomas Paine said, The burden of the national debt consists not in its being so many millions or so many hundred millions, but in the quantity of taxes collected every year to pay the interest. If this quantity continued the same, the burden of the national debt is the same to all intents and purposes, be the capital more or less. And he went on to say, No nation ought to be without a debt. A national debt is a national bond, and when it bears no interest, is in no case a grievance. And even Alexander Hamilton, I mean, this is the guy who pushed for central banking. And central banking always leads to debt. Go anywhere in the world. You go to Venezuela, you could go to the Weimar Republic back in Germany. You go anywhere in the world where central banking is, it always leads to debt and it always leads to corruption because it leads to all kinds of things that governments are not allowed to do as ministers of God. The one thing they don't do when they get in this kind of situation is they don't punish the evildoer, Romans 13. And they don't praise the good, they flip it on its head. And they go after those who do good. And they praise the wicked. Here's what Alexander Hamilton said. Allow a government to decline paying its debts and you overthrow all public morality. You unhinge all the principles that preserve the limits of free constitutions. Nothing can uh, more affect national prosperity than a constant and systematic attention to extinguish the present debt, and to avoid as much as possibly the incurring of any new debt. Well said, Alexander Hamilton.
And I disagree with him on the central banking issue. <laughs> I would have been the anti-federalist. But he sees it for what it is. It's just he wasn't really trying to put this stuff into practice. That's part of the problem. But there's your founding fathers on what they say. Where did they get those things from? That was being taught from the pulpits. Why? Because men actually used to preach the Bible back in those days. And so they had an understanding of how debt did what it was doing. And they said it was a curse. Something they didn't want a part of. Now, this goes to the issue of lending and to the issue of printing money. Because what we have going on is we have the president, and he's not the only one that's done it. This was going on uh, in the previous administration, the one before that, the quantitative easing, the printing of money, these zero interest loans that go out to the banks. But then the banks turn around and they're charging you 3, 5, 7, 10, or if you got a credit card, 20, 30 percent. They're charging you, the federal countrymen. They're charging you for that. Uh, we got a call coming in. Um, we got a little over a minute, so we'll, we'll take that and we'll see what's going on. Steve, are you there? Yeah, yeah, great topic, Tim. I'm, <laughs> I'm glad you're covering it. The interesting thing that people don't think about when, when you got fiat currency, you know, in name only, is that we're we're promising to give them legitimate things that exist, you know, like goods and services and things in the future for something they did not give us today. So if I give you a, a phony rubber check and uh, I claim that I'm going to someday make it good and you give me legitimate goods today, then in the future, if I don't, when I don't pay it back, you. I've already stolen what what exists, mm-hmm. and it, and if you if you can sell that phony check, well then you also steal something legitimate in the future. So that's the bad part of it is that huge national debt is just a promise of theft in the future. Oh, it absolutely is. It absolutely is, and that's a good point that you bring up because that's where social uh, security happens. They start feeding out money to people before anybody ever paid it in. Steve, I appreciate your call. i got to go to break yep. here. Um, and thank you for calling in. Good to hear from you, man. Yep. Uh, we'll pick this up on the other side of the break. And one of the things that I want to do is I want to hit this issue of usury before we cut out because I didn't really get to that this morning. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Be right back. At the Sons of Liberty, we are in the trenches doing what it takes to protect our liberty. If you are already supporting our work as a son or daughter of liberty, we cannot say thank you enough. All we do is made possible by the generosity of faithful supporters like you. Together, we are having a positive impact on the future of this country we all love so much. If you have not yet partnered with us financially, we ask you today to consider becoming a son or daughter of liberty. Call one 866 or online at sonsoflibertyradio.com. Be a part of the team that brings responses like this. We support Sons of Liberty as a family because they speak truth in the space that is riddled with misinformation. Bradley Dean reminds those who should know better and educates those who have yet to learn, especially the young people in our public schools. 
We enthusiastically support Sons of Liberty as a light bearer to the truth as they battle extreme ignorance in the information age. Become a son or daughter of liberty at sonsoflibertyradio.com. What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Walloffire.com. Do you have health or energy challenges? Would you like to support your health and energy from a product that people consistently feel the uplifting and health-building effects from the first day they consume it? I introduce you to Green Meadow Whey, the only whey protein powder from grass-pastured cows that is processed in a manner that ensures that the proteins and amino acids remain in their correct geometric shape that the body can use. The naturally occurring proteins, peptides, and amino acids in Renatured Whey are proven to support multiple aspects of human health, from complementing your immune system to neutralizing chronic inflammation, to supporting detoxification, to stabilization of blood sugar, and more. Additionally, due to the testa-like frequencies encoded into Green Meadow Way, it is a dramatic support for your energy and mood. And it is an excellent emergency preparedness food with well over a five-year shelf life. To order, call 888-988-3325. That's 888-988-3325. Or visit GreenMeadowWay.com. GreenMeadowWay.com. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. Welcome back, SonsOfLibertyRadio.com, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And um, I was just thinking this morning, I had somebody coming in while we were talking about this subject, quoting the scripture, and they come into the chat room and they go, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. I was like, I want to look like Paul at the lady who's following him around. These are the men of the Most High God. And turn around and say, come out. Just come out, demon. Okay, I mean... Good grief. Some people are so biblically illiterate and lack of discerning that they they don't even know what the truth is. They wouldn't know it if it came up and looked them in the eyeballs. Anyway, I want to talk a little bit about the issue of usury because this falls in line with what's going on in America with the banks. Okay? And I want to go to the scripture for this. Okay? Exodus 22:25. Now, you have to understand what's going on here. Because God brought his people, who were slaves in Egypt. He, he, he told Abraham, they're going to be slaves in Egypt, but I'm going to bring them out. And so when the time was right, he brought his people out of Egypt. He provided everything that they needed. He cared for them. He loved them. He defeated their enemies. Did he charge him interest for that? Hmm? Well, what about when he sent his son to save his people and deliver them out of the spiritual Egypt and bring them to the heavenly Jerusalem? Did he charge any interest for that payment? The Bible says that we're ransomed by the blood of Christ. 
that were not bought with you know, corruptible things like silver and gold, but with the precious blood of the Son of God, right? Was there interest on that that we have to pay for that, that gift that we've been given? No. So when we talk about this money issue, and we're talking about using money, and God gives people money to be used for kingdom work, not just for their own lust. I think this is what James is talking about where he says, you know, you ask, you ask amiss, that you consume it upon your own lusts. Well, what does God tell us about the issue with money and usury? Listen to what he says. Exodus 22, 25. This is right after he lays out the Ten Commandments. If thou lend money to any of my people that is poor by thee, thou shalt not be to him as an usurer. Neither shalt thou lay upon him usury. He also talks about in Ezekiel 18.31, he's talking about usury. And he has taken increase from usury. Shall he then live? He shall not live. He hath done all these abominations. He shall surely die. His blood shall be upon him. This is scripture, guys. This is the Bible that, you know, the Christianity, everybody says they believe in until it comes down to what the Bible actually says. Deuteronomy 23 Here's what it says. Thou shalt not lend upon usury to thy brother. In other words, if your brother needs money and you have the ability to lend it to him, lend it to him, let him pay back that amount. Now if the brother wants to go ahead and add something and say, I really appreciate that's up to him. But the scripture says, don't do it for a profit. You know, it's that whole thing of don't owe any man anything except to love them. It works in reverse like that too. Okay? He says, Thou shalt not lend upon usury to thy brother, usury of money, usury of victuals, usury of anything that is lent upon usury. Don't do it to your brother. Now, if you go on in the next verse, it talks about you can do it to the foreigner, but you don't do it to your brother or your countrymen. Those you're in covenant with. In America, that would be anybody in the United States who is who is a citizen of one of the states here, the sovereign states in the United States. Leviticus 25, 37. Thou shalt not give him thy money upon usury, nor lend him the victuals for increase. Back up in verse 35, it says, And if thy brother be waxen poor and fallen into decay with thee, then thou shalt relieve him. Relieve him. Even though he be a stranger or a sojourner, that he may live with thee. And on and on it goes throughout the scripture. Psalm 15:5. He that putteth not out his money to usury, nor taketh reward against the innocent, he that doeth these things shall never be moved. He understands that what's in his hand is his to give, and he gives it freely because freely he received it. Okay? This is part of loving one another. This, even to the part of loving our enemies in the New Testament, we're called to love our enemies. Proverbs 20, 28.8 He that by usury and unjust gain increases his substance, he shall gather it for him that will pity the poor. You get that? You say, well, what's wrong? What, what if I put money in the bank? And I get, I get interest off of that. I get, I, I, what are they doing with that money? 
They're taking it and applying it to somebody else for usury, aren't they? And by doing that, they turn around and give you a little cut of the pie. It's the same thing here, folks. It's the same thing that's going on. Leviticus 25:36. Take thou no usury of him or increase, but fear thy God that thy brother may live with thee. And there's just a ton of scriptures about this. And you say, well, didn't Jesus talk about something that, you know, he was giving out all these talents? And he gets down to the last guy who just took his talent and he buried it in the earth. And the, the guy who, who is his master comes and, you know, he's already given out. The one guy had the five talents. He gives him, he gives him double. And then the second guy comes in and he gives him double. And then he comes down to this one guy who's buried his one talent. And instead of using it for the glory of God or the glory of his master in that case, what does he do? He's buried it. And he says, well, you could have at least stuck it and got some interest off of it. Some usury. That's the term that's used. Now, was Jesus admonishing usury? No, he wasn't even talking about that. He, wasn't, he was using money as a parable, as an illustration to teach something. Be faithful with a little, you'll be a ruler of much. That's the point he was doing. Because if you think he's talking about usury, and it's okay to do usury, then you've got Jesus in conflict with his own law that he gave. And yes, Jesus is the lawgiver. He's the one who gave all those things written in Proverbs and Psalms and Leviticus and Deuteronomy and Numbers and Genesis. He's the Word. He's the one who gave it. And if you're going to say it's okay that Jesus was saying it's usury is okay, he's violating his own law and he doesn't do that. He says his word will stand forever. He didn't come to nullify it. He came to fulfill it. Paul says that we exalt the law. If you believe that Jesus brought that down, you've got the wrong Jesus. You've got a serious error going on right there. And yet, what are we doing? We're doing the things that the Scripture warned us against, the thing that our founding fathers warned us against. Why do you think a gallon of milk is costing you $4 a gallon? Hmm? Why do you think when you go out to eat, if you go out to eat at some of these places, these fast food restaurants, a hamburger costs you 6 or $7? And I'm talking about just for the burger, not even the meal. Because we're not obeying God. And we aren't following the wisdom that our founding fathers found by obeying God. When you continue to print money, you devalue the money. I said it this morning. This is the reason stuff like the cryptocurrencies, the Bitcoin, stuff like that, it, it maintain these hot, incredible value for what they have. Bitcoin was, I don't know, the other day I looked at it, it was like ten dollars or $11,000 for one. Why? Well, they use electric, uh, electricity, they use the CPU power, and they mine these through mathematical equations. They mine these bitcoins. But the, here's the thing. There's a limited amount of them. And they're just as fiat as the phony monopoly money that you got sitting in your wallet with Federal Reserve banknote on it. But the difference is, once you've mined all those coins in the bitcoin, there are no, there's no more. You can't make them. You can't make them. You can't, you can't uh, counterfeit them. Same thing with any of the other cryptocurrency. There's a limited amount. But what we've done is, <clears throat> we've said, no, we've got... Certain amount of gold. We'll just keep printing money. It's okay. We'll just throw money at it. 
And everybody cheers that on because it kind of, it seems like it's stabilizing everything, but it's really not. It's just blowing the bubble bigger and bigger and bigger. And when it pops, it's going to be devastating. And that's why they're talking about a great reset. And I'm telling you right now, it is not to go back on a gold standard. It is to start pushing it towards a digital currency. We had a, we have a report out on that today. You can check it out at sonsoflibertymedia.com. It is to push a digital currency so they can track all your transactions. And if you don't comply with their narratives and what they want, they're going to lock you out of the system. No buying or selling for you. It is tyranny. And why? Because you want hold to the commands of God and you'll submit to the commands of men. There's one answer. Repent. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Be reconciled unto God. You guys have a great weekend, a great Lord's Day. We'll see you back here at 6 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday morning. Adios. Today, many of us are paying attention to our health, and what we eat plays an important role. But so often, the water we drink is a mere afterthought when it should be a primary part of our daily nutrition. Real Water would like to change how you think about the water you drink and how it can play an important role in helping your body restore balance and reach its full potential. The key benefits of every bottle of Real Water are stabilized negative ions, balanced pH, detoxification, and it hydrates you like never before. And yes, it tastes great. Real Water is beyond alkalinity, and due to its proprietary process called E2 Technology, it's the only drinking water on the market that can maintain a stable negative ionization, which means real science in every bottle. Order your real water today and take advantage of special pricing for this audience only by calling 1-855-REALWTR or visiting buyrealwaternow.com. That's 1-855-REALWTR or buyrealwaternow.com. Order now. 1-855-REALWTR or buyrealwaternow.com.